You're right. Okay, let's start over. <clears throat> ah! Shouldn't they know us by now? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever Lola wants, Lola gets. And little man, little Lola wants you. Hi, this is Ian. And I'm John. And you're listening to Bottoms on Top. We made it to our second episode. Yay! Thank you, everyone, for the support. Um, just one quick housekeeping announcement. You may have noticed the logo changed. Um, it mm. used to have the 34th Street logo on it. We now have the Daily Pennsylvania logo on it. Um, our producer, Joyce, doesn't want us talking about it. but And we are not talking about it. But if you have any questions, feel free to email podcasts at thedp.com, and we'd be happy to chat. Anyway. That's that. So... Ian, you were in D.C. recently, weren't you? I was. I was. I actually met the forefather of D.P. podcast, Matt Mantica. Joyce's co-conspirator. Yes. Uh, Mantica. <laughs> Apparently, I don't know him, but I did get margarita, margaritas with him. Um, and it was fun. It was fun. It was cute. Did you go to any gay clubs while you were there? No, I didn't. I didn't have time. Okay. So I went to DuPont Circle and just like ate all the guacs. DuPont's pretty gay. Is it? Yeah, that's like the the Safeway grocery store there is like the gay Safeway. Oh. Um. Anyway, so Valentine's Day is coming up, and I heard that our sister podcast is doing um doing one on dating apps. Yes, quite frankly, um, if you're listening on Sunday, on Monday, quite frankly, we'll be dropping a new podcast focusing on dating apps. Interesting. Um, I do love dating apps. I love and hate them. You, We both do. You know, it's a love and hate relationship. I have one story, and I think it's worth sharing because my friends think it's so trash. And I guess <laughs> it confirms that I'm trash. But So it was like, it happened like maybe three years ago. Um, I was in Asbury Park. I'm from North Jersey. So okay. Asbury Park is like mid-Jersey, kind of like toward the south, southern end. And just like thotting it up. I was real cute. And obviously I was on Grindr because I was... China right. in a bathroom stall or somewhere while my friend was taking a dump or whatever for lunch break. <laughs> and, um, but that's, here's a thing. My phone used to be really old. So I made the mistake of like the phone just like being like open to the sun. So my screen got too hot for me to like, the phone got too hot for it to function. Mm-hmm. So I like wasn't able to do anything, not even take pictures. It was really sad. And then like we, we drive home in the afternoon and then when I come home and I, like, open my phone, like, a few guys have messaged me. And I was like, oh, like, they're 80 miles away. Like, this late. is going nowhere. And then, but this one guy keeps messaging me. And he was like, hey, Haley. I'm like, I'm, like, up here. Like, I'm never going to go down there again until, like, next summer. And he was like, oh, I'll just, like, I'll let you know, like, when I'm in the area, like, next time. So the next weekend, he's like, hey, I'm going to be, like, going to New York City. Like, maybe, like, we can hook up. And I was like, yeah. Like, I'm not doing anything with my life. He's like, sure. So we, like, scheduled a dick appointment, and we agreed to meet at Starbucks because I was like, this guy's driving 80 miles. Yeah, you got to be careful To with get those. ass. Like, I don't know what he looks like. Like, I don't even know his name. That's so, good. Put your safety first. Yeah. So we meet up in Starbucks, and we're just chatting. We're, like, <clears throat> basically at a point where... Was he cute? He was cute. He was actually as cute as his picture, like, indicated. Impressive. I can't even say that about myself. Yeah, me neither. And he was, like, real cute. And I was like, mm, yes. Like, finally, this is going to happen. Like, I've been 
like we scheduled it a week in advance and we're at Starbucks and we're trying to feel out like which hotel we're going to go to because obviously I can't host. And obviously I'm not going to do it in the daylight in a car. And then my friend texts me. He's like, hey, I want to get lunch. And I was like, I really have to think for a second. Like, am I going to get dick or am I going to get lunch? And so I was like, okay, I can't just like get lunch. So I was like, only if you're paying. And she's like, yeah, sure, I'll pay. Oh my so now God. I'm really conflicted. I was like, this dude is here. He, he drove, drove 84 miles? Yeah, something like that. I think like almost two hours. For you to ditch him for lunch? I, I haven't decided yet. And then I think I'm an exit strategy. So I like just like grab my coffee and I'm like, hey, sorry, I really have to go right now. And <laughs> what did he say? Well, he didn't tell me anything because I just walked out. And then he sent me a message. He was like, that was really rude. Like, I don't know what happened. Like, you should never do that to someone. Oh like, am I ugly? And I promptly blocked him. You Thank you, Grinder, e- for the block option. You didn't even try to make an excuse. Like, I have a family emergency. You just got up and I don't left. lie. Did you tell him? It was I only lunch? lie about my weight yeah, on Grinder. That's true. And everything else is true. So, and I was like, like, what if I told you that I'm skipping dick appointment with you to get lunch? Like, that's savage. Yeah. So I just blocked him. Oh, my God. I think it's better for him to think that he's ugly than for him to think that I dished him for free lunch. I just don't think you would have believed it. Like, that is so ridiculous. It is not ridiculous. It happens. What did you get for lunch? Really good Korean food that I had, like, that I have every day, so. How How much did it cost? Probably, like, $13. Like, highballing it. You, Oh, my God. I'm just trying to think back to Econ 1 and, like, the opportunity cost of, like, you missing that dick for a $13 lunch. Well, I think, like, I spent... The opportunity cost of this dick appointment was, like, the coffee that I got from Starbucks, which is, like, about two fifty, And then I gained $13. So I think I'm at net plus $10. Thank you. That's true. So, Professor Rebecca Stein of the Economics Department, if, if you're, you're listening... listening <laughs> I never went it. to your lecture. <laughs> I was there every time. And I got the grade that I deserve, so I'm not <laughs> mad at you. Um, if you could just email podcasts at thedp.com with any insights you have on this. Um, there is a a party tonight, a queer party, Ian. Mm-hmm. Are you going? No, I'm not because I'm going to AC. I'm really sad because I love queer parties. Are you going? I'm going. Um, so the question for me is, if I'm trying to go to the party around 10, what time do I douche? I would say, mm, it depends on when you're eating dinner, but I would say, like, anywhere between 7 to 8 would be good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do you douche? I douche exclusively. Like, that is only <laughs> thing I do, actually. Ian douches before he kisses. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he likes to be clean as a whistle. Yeah. Any, any like, probiotics, like, living in his intestines? And he needs them that out. out. He needs them out. It needs to be pristine. <laughs> like, that's... Pristine anus is, like, immaculate anus, actually. Immaculate anus is what I strive for. Honestly, douching is spitting in the face of, like, hundreds of millions of years of evolution. And I do it every time. <laughs> <laughs> like, those things are supposed to be in our body, and we flush them out. The thing is, I don't have anal often enough that I 
think it recolonizes yeah. pretty quickly. And every time I'm I like night after anal and I have poop, I'm like, yes, colonize my body. Yeah. And it's a good chance Take to recolonize specific strains of probiotics that you want up there. Yeah, perhaps. I don't know the science of it. But I, I would not recommend like douching every day. No. If you're having anal every day, I just I recommend regular exercise and fiber, fiber and a lot of water. Yeah. Um, nothing moves my bowels like running four to eight miles. So I recommend oh, that. That's true. I used to like poop my pants every cross country race in high school. <laughs> you lose, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna go and you're gonna douche for the party. Yeah. Do you have any douching nightmare stories? Oh my god, yes. Oh my god. <laughs> And I thought I was a queen of douching because I like thought I had it down. Yeah. Um, you thought wrong because I again want to be immaculate, right? Flawless. Like, sparkle. You can sparkly. hear the sparkle. Like you could feed a baby off of it. <laughs> 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 and so, I there was one incident where I overdouched. Like I put up too much water, mm-hmm. too much so that like when I like released. No, I didn't release everything. So it was like a few summers ago and I was just thotting it up. And this one time I went over and we were like, it was, we were like going, it was hot. We were in like multiple positions. There was some spanking, some biting. And then suddenly you, I think people notice the odor (laughs) before like anything. Yeah. It's. It's it's an unmistakable order. it's an unmistakable presence. You're like now joining us in this party. You're it's not like, like <laughs> smells like ass. Like maybe no. You're like this is ass. There's yeah, no yeah. question about You've it. You've been like punctuated. Yes, and we kept going. He was a real trooper. Oh yeah, and then I was story. like. You need to stop going. <laughs> I need to stop going. So we took a bathroom break and rejoined with a towel on the on the bed, and then we like finished it. Um, good for you. Thank you. But so don't overdouche. Don't. But if you do, that's okay. Everyone shits. <laughs> that's that's a children's book. Book. Everyone poops. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone need to poops read that on their partner. <laughs> it happens. It's okay if there's a little dookie in the dick. Oh, my God. So a little bit later, we're going to be talking about ways that queer pen students face homophobia on campus or in their lives more generally. Um, But first, we're going to have another round of Consent or No. Okay, we're back for another round of Consent or No. This time we're joined by Jaren Ma, who will be leading the game. Welcome, Jaren. Hi. Okay, so whenever whenever you want to get started. So I just named the two things, right? Yes. So just a refresher for how this game works. Perfect. Wait, should we introduce you? Like, what do you do on campus? Or do you just want to be Jerema? I think Jerema is plenty. So a refresher of the rules. Consent or no. We're going to... Jaren's going to present us with two subjects. And we consent to one and say no to one. Or we can say no to both. But you cannot consent to both. No, you have because to make a choice. Because that's selfish. Because right. we respect monogamy. No, just kidding. <laughs> okay, the, so I guess the first one will be the easiest one. Okay. Which is, is it Will or Jaden? 
And I just looked it up. Jaden Smith is 18 years old. (laughs) I will say Jaden Smith. I love seeing him in a skirt. I love seeing him shirtless. I saw a picture of him shirtless, and he was carrying a jug of water, and I was like, I want to be that jug. (laughs) Like, I want to be carried by Jaden. Yeah. You got to consent to Jaden. Got to consent to Jaden. Sorry, Will. Willow would have been tougher. Yes. But Willow's a child, so... Oh, right. We're not going there. <laughs> That's a no. <laughs> We're just going to keep that off the table. Think piece or podcast? Think piece. 100%. I'm going to consent to any DP branded podcast. You hear that, Joyce? Our producer, Joyce, are you listening? We don't get a lot of DP think pieces, do we? I've written choicey ones. No, I haven't actually. I I like calling everything a think piece. Like, oh, I, I read this think piece the other day about, like, how to make these better cro- Betty Crocker cookies. So, like, the back of a box. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, this is a think piece. Yeah. Or just, I, it makes me sound like an intellectual. No, I think think piece is more accessible to me because I can read it while during lecture and then pause at one paragraph and then read it in another lecture. But podcasts you can do like while you're washing dishes, while you're masturbating, while you're exercising, trying to go to sleep. You know, like yeah. I feel like it's easier to multitask with a podcast than with a think piece. But I think that's the thing. I can't listen and like run at the same time. Oh really? Yeah, I need like Lady Gaga and just like not think. Like mm-hmm. I can't absorb information. Uh-huh. So if you're listening to this and masturbating, please let us know at podcasts at thedp.com. We'd love to hear from you. Host or travel? Mm, okay, I feel like this one comes with some explanation. Do you want to tell the people what we're talking about? Yeah, so if you're trying to get fucked, um, you might uh, present yourself to a person, a gentleman suitor on, on an app. And the question is always, like, where are you going to do it? Where are you going to do your business? Uh, since... Because we have the apps, there's a lot less of it going on in, like, public parks and bathrooms and stuff. So it's usually you just pick someone's house or apartment. So if you're hosting, it's your house. If you're traveling, it's their house. Yeah. And people who say can never host, it usually means that they're, like, married mm-hmm. or... Mm-hmm. Always check for... Or they have... Or they're not out to or their... Don't. Who cares? ...roommates or they're dirty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't answer for Jaren, but I can't answer for myself. So, Jaren, I think you would consent to host. So, you rarely go over. Yeah. I like to just, like, you like straighten to... my sheets a little bit. <laughs> and, then, call it a day. and then unlock the door. <laughs> and then wait, wait for it to, to happen. <laughs> um... I know both of you are travelers, so I'm not even going to let The next question... <laughs> Okay, um, I think I only have one more. We're, like, blasting through these. Okay, so <laughs> I just came up with Diffmo or uh, bathroom handjob? Oh, God. Mm. I know I have to make an informed consent, but, and I'm saying that because I've never given a bathroom handjob, uh-huh. but I would love to give a bathroom handy. Yeah. Mm. Like, it's just a... The image, it works. Like, at a party, right? Like At a party, like, like, the, like on my knees. The music is still behind you. Yeah. Next stall, someone's vomiting. Your fr- your friend's, like, knocking on the door, like, Hey, Ian, are you in there? We're trying to go now. And you're like... <laughs> One minute. And you're like... <laughs> <laughs> um, I will... I'm big into sabs. 
culture, so I'm going to consent to diff mode because I want people looking okay, at me. Okay, but imagine this. You're in the stall giving and candy, the door is and the open. door is wide open. That works at a club. It doesn't work at, like, a party. Or you could work at a party. I think diff modes are so pure. I talk about this a lot, but I think a diff mode is, like, the purest, most, like, innocent naive childlike expression of like I want something right now here it is here it is in front of me and like clearly if you're diff mowing it's because you think this is the last chance you're gonna get yeah mm. I think diff mo I agree it's so pure and I love seeing it and some people are really ashamed of it because when I think of diff mo I think of like freshman year mm-hmm. um, wide eyed uh, drunk for the first time parents are texting you how's your first week of college going and you're just gonna ignore that text you lock eyes with somebody from across, the, you know, all that. Yeah. yeah. And it's, especially queer diff mode, it means like you're in a safe space. Yeah. You that, know, like, that's a really big thing is that to diff mode somewhere else's. Could mean that you might get punched or kicked out. Um, well, we do have one that we always like to ask. And it's consent or no, Ian Jong, John Holmes. I consent to neither. Cody tried to pull the same shit. You guys have... Spineless. Spineless. I, you know, I asked that, and I was like, he's going to consent to Ian, but at least he'll give an answer. And you disappointed us both. It's because I wouldn't have sex with either of you. All right, thanks for coming on. <laughs> thanks, Jaren. Yep. So, here with us today is someone who does so little on campus and yet is so well-known in the community. Giovanni. I take offense. Welcome, Giovanni. Uh, hello. Thank you. Um, I want to introduce you with your full name as it's said on Facebook when you ask it how to pronounce it, which is oh, Giovanni Yaboni. That is how my Facebook pronounces it. That's true. Welcome, Giovanni Yaboni. Yaboni. So today we want to talk about, I hesitate to say homophobia at Penn, but basically just where the straights go wrong on this campus. Because Mm. I feel like a sentiment I hear a lot is like, well, you know, like Penn's a liberal campus, so like you don't really have to worry about that kind of thing. And I'm like, I feel like we do, though, a little bit. A little bit. Because even the liberals are sneaky. Mm -hmm. Or they forget. They do. So, Giovanni, do you have any experience with that? I do. I do, actually. And I would say that this first story is actually just blatantly homophobic. Like, it's not even just, Good. like... We're going to use that word. Yeah, it's blatantly homophobic. Um, I was at a frat freshman year. It was, like, during NSO or, like, maybe a month after NSO. It was, it was like, late September. And I was dancing with a friend who is also a guy. We were dancing at this frat. Could we get a name? The name is Julian Hernandez. Hey. <laughs> hey, boo. Shout out to Julian. Shout out to Julian. Um, we were dancing and lightly making out. Mm. Now, meanwhile... This entire room is filled with just straight couples up against the walls, like, going at it. Julie and I were lightly making out. Next thing I know, my great friend Jordan Myers grabs my arm, turns me around, grabs Julian, and says, we need to get out of here. I turn and look and see Ajanea, another great friend of mine, who is, by the way, tiny. Very tiny. Squaring up with maybe three large frat boys. And I was like, what is even happening? We were getting kicked out of the frat for dancing and making out. Um, so Ajane was about to fight for you. Oh, yeah. I turned and see her screaming at these large frat boys. 
and this tiny little girl. And I'm just like, what is happening? So what did you do? Did you vacate the premises? We did. We were out of there in a second, in a flash. You know, speaking of frat, I think, like, one thing in the conversation about, like, like, ratios and all that bullshit that doesn't come up is the fact that, like, one is really rapey, but it's two, like, really heteronormative. So, like, maybe, like, they don't, it, it almost, like, having a ratio or, like, having a ratio that favors girls almost ignores the fact that they have gay brothers or, like, bi brothers. Oh, yeah. So, like, maybe they want more dudes in the house than girls, and... Mm. You know what I mean? I, I completely agree. I see what you're saying. And even the the frats that are pretty like, gay, um, <clears throat> they still enforce those ratios. They do. I've, I've had friends, like, two guys that are like, oh, sorry, like, like, you know, just the ratio. I don't think it's best for you guys to come in. And it's like, they're not... I don't know if you guys realize they're not going for that. <laughs> they're not here for that. Yeah. They're just going to pray you play one Beyonce song in the next three hours. But. And it's like the gay brothers of the frat are also like appeasing the straight brothers yeah. of the frat by playing in that same it's sort weird. of. It's weird. It's like this culture. nonsense. Mm-hmm. I can also, I also want to comment a little bit on the self-congratulatory liberals on this campus. Um, I was taken to Rashad's formal, his frat formal, um, twice, three times, I don't know. But every time, there's always someone who was like, oh, you guys came together. Oh, wow. Penn is just so accepting. Or like, oh, Tep, the frat he was in, just so accepting. And it was kind of just like, um, I don't, that's not how that works. Mm, you don't get a medal for that. No. no. It's, like, it's like almost like, oh, look at me. Look at us oh, allowing the gays. Exactly. Like, oh, we're at this, po- with this make frat out. formal that like has these two gay guys. Oh, wow. We We've made it. A half step above an Alabama junior prom. <laughs> Good for us. Go team. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But I feel like I've, I know people who don't feel comfortable taking a same-sex mm-hmm. partner to a Greek formal. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not the most comfortable experience. Or to any formal. I also feel like gay guys get taken to, like, sorority girls, like, mm-hmm. um, formal or date nights. Regularly, often. regularly. Often be- as best friends, because we often are best friends to girls, but also in this weird tokenizing, like, desexualizing way. Well... I would say we're rarely the first choice. Rarely the first choice. Mm. And I can't blame the sorority girls for wanting to use their date nights as an opportunity to catch a dick. But <laughs> they <laughs> they really, like, go through every straight male and then... And enlist the help of their gay friends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've had I've had people ask me, like, who can I take? I need, like, who can be my date? And then I'm like, I don't know straight people. Like, you're really barking up the Same. wrong faggot. Same. Um, <laughs> and, and then... Day of, they're like, I couldn't find a real date. Like, would you come? And I'm pathetic, so I'm like, <laughs> yeah, oh my god, it'll be so much fun. But it's totally different from, like, we're best friends, we're going to go, and we're going to, mm-hmm. like, just, like, throw our ass in a circle and yeah. then, like, come home. Mm-hmm. It's, like, the only thing more pathetic than taking my gay friend would be going alone. Going so alone. please come. Has that happened to you? I have been taken to several sorority formals and date nights and stuff like but that. But as like a plan, like, C Not or as a D. plan C or D. Okay. It was definitely closer to like plan A okay, or like good. B. But um, I do I do think that like sexuality plays a role in that because it's sort of like you're the harmless gay friend, you know? Mm-hmm. Someone takes you because they don't have to think about 
the like dynamics of like a sexual tension or anything like that between mm-hmm. like a straight person. So I think it's like definitely that definitely plays a role in being like the disarming, fun gay friend. I'm not sure if this counts as homophobia, but I think it does. And it's like a one that's maybe only relevant to like the LGBT LGBTQ community, but I've met few gay guys who try to like depoliticize or like distance themselves from gayness. So they're like, oh, I'm I like guys, but that's like that that's it. Mm-hmm. And they don't really feel comfortable with labels, and they don't really feel like they need to be part of the community, um, and just like kind of stay in their in their cut. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. like. I'm basically just like a straight guy who has sex with dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ugh, yeah, yeah. Like I'm, oh. I'm just like you. I'm just Ugh. you. And it's it's because I mean, obviously, outside of the queer community, but also within it, masculinity is still valued mm-hmm. so highly mm-hmm. that these people are rewarded socially for not acting gay. Mm-hmm. I feel like then the straights in Greek life see that the like one gay guy in a frat that they know acting that way and it gives them permission to adopt those viewpoints. Mm-hmm. And one of my my most favorite stories is um, there's a, a girl who is talking to a friend of mine who is gay and I would say a pretty active member of the queer community. And she's talking to him about, you know, one of her gay frat friends. And she's like, oh yeah, like, I mean, he's gay, but he's not really involved in the community, uh, the queer community, because some of them are just kind of out there, you know? And I'm, Dear we're out Lord. here. When I heard we are out here. here. I'm like, would you rather we go back in there? <laughs> <laughs> like, re- I want you to really sit back and think about what you mean and why it's a bad thing that we're out here. We're out here. But she got, per- she feels like she has permission to say things like that because she sees a handful of gays Adopting those attitudes. Mm-hmm. I think they, they present it as like they're doing too much. But when reality, I think that what they're really saying is I feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And it's it's very much just like like classic, like, I don't have a problem with gay people, but do but. two guys really need to be holding hands in the park? I mean, <laughs> come on. Exactly. I don't like, have a problem with gay people, but does he have to have such an effeminate lilt in his voice? Like, yeah. I was at work this week and... I, there's a straight there, and I, I had made the decision not to engage, but we were in the break room alone at the same time, so I was like, all right, I'm not going to be, like, rude. So I start talking to him, and he's like, so, did you see the Super Bowl? And I was like, this, is, this was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I watched the halftime performance, and he goes, oh, yeah, that was pretty weird. And I was like, it was gay, like, say <laughs> what you mean. The perform- Lady Gaga's performance was hella gay, and that was. made you feel uncomfortable. I actually had one interesting experience um, when I was working with the State Department um, where I kind of see how had... it just drops that. Can you simmer down? Um, when I was at the State Department... The, the Department of State? <laughs> you, may, you may be familiar. It's mm-hmm. part of the federal government. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly that one. One question before you start your story that I always wondered about, um, like, summer or, like, D.C. intern is do you get, like, those government emails or do you do they not bother doing that? Oh, we get the government emails, yeah. I had a .state.gov email. Oh .state.gov. I, this yeah. summer, had a much less impressive .epa.gov. Yeah, that's going to disappear. Mm. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, careful. That <laughs> one's going to go. 
So I would print that if we have access and then like just frame right, it. Right, right. Mm. So anyways, you anyway, were working you were for Rex saying. Tillerson. <laughs> Free Rex Tillerson. I was working for John Kerry. Okay, okay. Um, and I had my boss, I think, just sort of had his suspicions because it's a very, you know, the State Department, like most federal agencies or any sort of government entity tends to be very like, I don't want to say somber, but very like serious. You know, everyone's in suit and ties all day. Everything's very like organized in a very bureaucratic way. So it's not exactly the place to come out and be like, hey, ladies, <laughs> how are you queens doing? <laughs> it's more just... Not the place. It's not, not the place for that. So, you know, I kind of like to feel out that experience a little bit. And it's a very interesting experience because the State Department also tends to be very mixed between like the foreign service officers who are just nerds, and I love it, I live for it, and the like ex-military folk, Oof. and there's like a lot... A lot happening. There's a lot of layers to it. So I definitely, one of my bosses definitely um, had his suspicions and kind of wanted to get confirmation. (laughs) So he started asking me about whether I was like, no, actually he was like, have you met any, because this was happening in Croatia. I was working at the embassy there. And he was like, are you, you know, have you seen any nice looking Croatian ladies? Have you gone to the like clubs, all this other stuff? And I was kind of like, uh, no, not really my scene. Actually, I like guys. And he was like, uh-huh. And then walked away from my desk. And comes back later and he's like, yeah. Mm-hmm, <laughs> I was like, yeah, well. That's cute. Yeah, it was like a good, it was a, it was a positive experience. Yeah, okay, so if you're listening <laughs> and you're a straight person who has ever had the thought or said the words that like Penn's a liberal campus and the implication is that queer people don't have it bad here. Mm-hmm. We are. I'm thankful that I don't live in rural Missouri right now. Mm-hmm. True. But there are still instances where people are... And it's not just rural Missouri that this happens in. I think that's a takeaway point. Is yeah. That as, a, as a liberal as like Penn is, it still happens here. It still happens in most places. Yeah. In all places. From Penn mm-hmm. students, from people outside of the Penn community that we are dealing with. In Croatia, from Penn like staff. Penn staff. Yeah. So, so we can all do better. And from... Y'all. Yeah. People mm-hmm. who probably say that are probably the same people complaining that we're too out there. Mm-hmm. So just... And we're out here, so get get used to it. So, so be on high you. alert, straights. Thank you, Giovanni, for joining us today. Thanks, Giovanni. <laughs> and to go back to my first point, because he does so little, he's not on Instagram or Twitter. True. But add him on Facebook because he gives some scalding critiques. Thank you so much for having me. And I also appreciate that that recommendation to add me on Facebook. I will accept people. I do often give scalding critiques. All right. We didn't ask you to plug yourself. It was great having you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to the second episode of Bottoms on Top with myself, John Holmes, and my co-host, Ian Jong. We want to thank our intern, Diana, our wonderful producer, Joyce. Andrew Ellis for providing our transition music. You can find him on SoundCloud as Dummy Fresh. We record in the Wexler Recording Studio in Kelly Ryder's house. And we want to thank, of course, the Daily Pennsylvanian for having us. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or conspiracy theories, feel free to email podcasts at thedp.com. And we'll catch you all in two weeks. 